Welcome to Obstetrics and Gynaecology Emergencies. This is a podcast developed by the Obstetrics and Gynaecology Group of University College Dublin. The following podcast is the third of three episodes reviewing vaginal birth after caesarean, or VBAC. We have chosen VBAC for the podcast as it is a very common antenatal conversation where it's very important to give individualised, evidence-based advice to women to help her decide regarding her mode of delivery. This podcast was developed by Darren McMahon as a final-year elective project in UCD and supervised by Mary Higgins, an obstetrician. So now I'm going to talk about antenatal counselling and interpartum care. It's of great importance that women being considered for VBAC receive counselling by a senior clinician about the available options for delivery during the antenatal period, that is, counsel during the antenatal period. It's important here to discuss the risks and benefits of VBAC compared to elective repeat caesarean section. Women who choose to go for an elective repeat caesarean also need to be counselled about the option that they might come in labour and inadvertently have a VBAC. Research has shown that successful VBAC has the fewest complications for both mother and baby. As such, the success or failure of VBAC is the most important consideration in deciding a mode of delivery. A success rate of planned VBAC is reported about 72 to 75%. Women with successful VBAC generally have a shorter hospital stay, lower requirements for pain relief, and a shorter recovery time after discharge from hospital compared to those delivered by caesarean. The next safest is a planned caesarean delivery and the highest complication rate, though still low on an absolute level, associated with emergency caesarean delivery. A provision diet decision regarding chosen mode of delivery should be agreed upon by the woman and the maternity team when she's been made aware of all the details. It is vitally important that the woman is counselled that definitive plans can never be made in maternity care. Many women who have planned caesarean delivery have presented in advanced labour before their scheduled delivery date, and many women who have aimed to attempt a vaginal delivery have developed an indication for caesarean. It is sensible and respectful to the woman to make one plan if she presents in labour and another plan should she be undelivered at a certain date. It is recommended that elective caesarean delivery should not be performed for 39 weeks gestation due to the risk of respiratory complications in the neonate unless there is a very clear and very good clinical reason to do so. Women should be counselled regarding their chance of a successful VBAC. There are multiple factors that influence the chance of success, but they include whether the woman has had a previous vaginal delivery, the indication for pre- previous caesarean, maternal age, maternal BMI, gestational age, fetal weight and bishop score. As well as the chances of successful delivery, women should be counselled regarding the risk of uterine rupture, possible complications of caesarean, implications of future pregnancy, implications for the baby, including risk of respiratory morbidity, and how VBAC and caesarean is managed in the unit where she will deliver. Regarding interpartum management, the same high standards of care for any labour are required for managing VBAC deliveries. As always, the delivery should take place in a suitably staffed and equipped delivery room with continuous interpartum care and resources available for immediate caesarean delivery and neonatal resuscitation if required. Home delivery is not advised. Continuous electronic fetal monitoring via C2G is recommended from diagnosis of labour. Every dural analgesia is not contraindicated. However, an increased requirement for pain relief should wear awareness of the possibility of impending uterine rupture. Induction or augmentation of labour is associated with increased risk of uterine rupture and a decision to induce or augment needs to be discussed between the woman and senior clinicians. Induction should only be considered if there is an important clinical reason to deliver the baby 
and if the clinical examination confirms safety and suitability for induction. In such case, induction using mechanical methods, such as use of balloon or artificial rupture membranes, is preferable to the use of prostaglandins in order to reduce the risk of scar rupture. This concludes our podcast on VBAC. Thank you for listening.